Good to see all of you out this morning. We're glad that you're here with us. Glad to have visitors. and Hope you'll come back and be with us any time that you have the opportunity. Our lesson for today might be a little uncommon, uh, considering I know most churches will do a lesson on the resurrection. And our scripture reading this morning was on the same. But I chose this morning to stick with our series on marriages of the Bible. And so our lesson for this morning is going to be on the story of Boaz and Ruth. Love for God and love for one another. The songs that Hugh picked out for this morning are all based on love for God and love for each other. And of course the love for each other is a little different in this story because it's more based on marriage or family. But it is love nonetheless. And so as we look at all of this and see the theme of this lesson, we do see a wonderful story of love. The story of Boaz and Ruth is one of the most beautiful love stories in Scripture. And beautiful as it is, it is not without its share of sadness. Naomi's husband died. Orpah and Ruth both lost husbands as well. And they were also left childless, which is a detriment to women of that day. They were left alone in the land to which they had come, Moab. Naomi encouraged Orpah and Ruth to return to their people. It says that both of them wept. Orpah did what she was instructed to do. Orpah returned to her people as Naomi had requested. But Ruth refused to leave Naomi's side. And it leads us into the story of Boaz and Ruth, which is truly a story of love. They loved one another. And where did that love come from? We understand that both were God-fearing individuals and no doubt they learned to love by being so. It's not just about the relationship between Boaz and Ruth but also the relationship between Ruth and Naomi. uh, The relationship of a daughter and a mother-in-law. Both are wonderful examples of love toward one another. Start our lesson, first point, learning to love. Ruth's intimate relationship with God is seen in Scripture. We see it in her devotion to Naomi and what she refers to as her God, who became Ruth's God as well. We begin our story in Ruth chapter 1, verses 8 through 17. Ruth chapter 1, verses 8 through 17. It says that Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you, as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest, each in the house of her husband. So she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. We pick up with verse 16. 
But Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following you or following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. And your people shall be my people. And your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. These words are often used in marriages and ceremonies. But these are words of devotion to Naomi. Entreat me not to leave you. She loved Naomi dearly. And she showed this love in her words, in her actions. However much time Ruth spent with the family of her husband, we're not told... But we do understand that she was taught to love, fear, and serve the God of the Israelites. She turned away from her own family due to this newfound love for the Lord and her devotion to her mother-in-law. Many marriages are strained due to unhealthy relationships with in-laws. And hence all the jokes that we hear, especially mother-in-law jokes and things of that nature. But this was not the case with Ruth and Naomi. Their relationship was much different and was based on love. We also see Boaz had a love for God. On numerous occasions he spoke freely of God. Ruth chapter 2 and verse 4 now behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless you. Boaz said to Ruth in chapter 2 and verse 12, The Lord repay your work, and a full reward be given you by the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings you have come for refuge. In Ruth chapter 3 and verse 13, Stay this night, and in the morning it shall be, that if he, will if he will perform the duty of a close relative for you, good, let him do it. But if he does not want to perform the duty for you, then I will perform the duty for you as the Lord lives. Lie down until morning. Boaz had a good reputation before the people who acknowledged his dependence on God. In Ruth chapter 4 and verse 11, And all the people who were at the gate and the elders said, We are witnesses. The Lord make the woman who is coming to your house like Rachel and Leah, the two who built the house of Israel. And may you prosper in Ephrathah, and be famous in Bethlehem. Rachel and Leah, that's from our lesson last week. But they acknowledged his dependence on God. Boaz's love for God is evident in this account and prepared him to be a godly husband. So they learned how to be loving before they entered into marriage. 
And now we get into their story. Naomi's return to Bethlehem and to her people is how this began. After the death of her husband, she sought to return to her homeland. We read in verse 22, So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, with her. He returned from the country of Moab. Now they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of Barley Harvest. Naomi and Ruth came to Bethlehem at the time of the barley harvest. Jewish law made provision for the needs of foreigners, widows, and orphans to be met. We notice what is said in Leviticus chapter 19, verses 9 and 10. Leviticus 19 and verse 9. When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not wholly reap the corners of your field, nor shall you gather the gleanings of your harvest. And you shall not glean your vineyard, nor shall you gather every grape of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and the stranger. I am the Lord your God. And this is also stated in chapter 23 and verse 22. We'll read a little more detailed uh, account in Deuteronomy chapter 24, verses 19 through 22. Deuteronomy 24, and beginning with verse 19. When you reap your harvest in your field and forget a sheaf in the field, you shall not go back to get it. It shall be for the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hands. When you beat your olive trees, you shall not go over the boughs again. It shall be for the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow. When you gather the grapes of your vineyard, you shall not glean it afterward. It shall be for the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow. And you shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. Therefore I command you to do this thing. And so we see that these laws that God had set forth beforehand were being honored in the time of Ruth. Both Ruth and Naomi qualified under the law as they were both widows and Ruth herself was a foreigner. And so they qualified for these provisions. And so we see that Ruth asked to go and glean in the fields. We read in Ruth chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. Ruth 2 and verse 1. There was a relative of Naomi's husband, a man of great wealth, of the family of Elimelech. His name was Boaz. So Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi, Please let me go to the field and glean heads of grain after him in whose sight I may find favor. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. Then she left and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. 
And while gleaning in the field, we find that Ruth found favor in the eyes of Boaz. Picking up with verse 5. Then Boaz said to his servant who is in charge of the reapers, Whose young woman is this? So the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered and said, It is the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. And she said, Please let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and has continued from morning until now, though she rested a little in the house. Verse 8, Then Boaz said to Ruth, You will listen, my daughter, will you not? Do not go to glean in another field, nor go from here. But stay close by my young women. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap, and go after them. Have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink from what the young men have drawn. So she fell on her face and bowed down to the ground and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me since I am a foreigner? And something interesting here that we have found in, in other places that we're not, we don't find in Ruth. We find in other places where it speaks of, of certain women as, as beautiful and, and, and well to behold. We don't find any words like that regarding Ruth. And, and it may be that, that she didn't have anything special about her appearance. And so she asked Boaz, Why have I found favor in your sight? In verse 11, Boaz answered and said to her, It has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. And how you have left your father and your mother and the land of your birth and have come to a people whom you did not know before. The Lord repay your work and the full reward be given you by the Lord God of Israel under whose wings you have come for refuge. The love that he, he formed for Ruth was not based upon appearance. It was based on character. He had heard about who she was and that was important to him. And so the love that he had for her was not based on simple appearance or, or things of that nature. It, it wasn't based on anything physical. But it was based on who she was. Upon hearing of Ruth's time gleaning in the fields, she praised God in thankfulness. Ruth 2 and verse 20. Then Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of the Lord, who has not forsaken his kindness to the living and the dead. And Naomi said to her, this man is a relation of ours, one of our close relatives. So we see that Naomi praised God for the kindness he had bestowed upon them. Jewish law also provided 
redemption for a widow by a brother of the husband or a close relative. And while Boaz qualified as a close relative, there was one who was closer, as we read in chapter 3 and verses 7 through 13. And after Boaz had eaten and drunk and his heart was cheerful, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain. And she came softly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. Now it happened at midnight that the man who that the man was startled and turned himself. And there a woman was lying at his feet. And he said, Who are you? So she answered, I am Ruth, your maidservant. Take your maidservant under your wing, for you are a close relative. And in verse 10, then he said, Blessed are you of the Lord, my daughter, for you have shown more kindness at the end than at the beginning, and that you did not go after young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you requested, for all the people of my town know that you are a virtuous woman. Now it is true that I am a close relative. However, there is a relative closer than I. Stay this night. And in the morning it shall be that if he will perform the duty of a close relative for you, good, let him do it. But if he does not want to perform the duty for you, then I will perform the duty for you. As the Lord lives, lie down until morning. Now this is strange to us because we weren't in that time period. But there was nothing sinful in the act of Ruth. This is part of the Jewish tradition. An act of humility and submission. Boaz and Ruth showed a great deal of self-control as they were alone. They stayed within the boundaries of morality and self-preservation until marriage. There was nothing shameful about what happened. When the nearer kinsman gave up his right to make Ruth his wife, Boaz took her for his own, as he had previously promised. Ruth chapter 4, verse 8. Therefore the close relative said to Boaz, Buy it for yourself. So he took off his sandal, and Boaz said to the elders and all the people, you are witnesses this day that I have bought all that was Elimelech's. All that was Chilean's, all that was Milan's, from the hand of Naomi. Moreover, Ruth, the Moabitess, the widow of Milan, I have acquired as my wife to perpetuate the name of the dead through his inheritance, that the name of the dead may not be cut off from among his brethren and from his position at the gate. Your witnesses this day. All the people who were at the gate and the elders said, We are witnesses. The Lord make the woman who is coming to your house like Rachel and Leah, the two who built the house of Israel. And may you prosper in Ephrathah and be famous in Bethlehem. May your house be like the house of Perez, from Tamar bore to Judah. 
because of the offspring which the Lord will give you from this young woman. As we read further into this story, Ruth and Boaz are blessed with the birth of a son. Verses 13 through 17. So Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. And when he went into her, the Lord gave her conception and she bore a son. Verse 16. Then Naomi took the child and laid him on her bosom and became a nurse to him. Also the neighbor women gave him a name, saying, There is a son born to Naomi. And they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. As I mentioned before, that was something that was very important, especially to the women, that they be able to bear children. We saw that in last week's lesson with Rachel and how discouraged she was when she couldn't conceive and her sister could. The Lord blessed them with a child, with a son. This is a great blessing for them. But it's also a great blessing for us too. That this is not the only mention that we have of Boaz and Ruth in this book. They're also mentioned once again in the New Testament, the genealogy of Jesus. Turn with me for a moment to Matthew chapter 1. Let's notice, starting with verse 5. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 5. We're picking up in the middle of the genealogy. It says, Salmon begot Boaz by Rahab. Boaz begot Obed by Ruth. Obed begot Jesse. And Jesse begot David the king. We continue on to verse 16. And Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. We have the birth of Christ through the lineage of Boaz and Ruth, through Obed, Jesse, David, and following. They played a very important role in the birth of Jesus. Which is interesting because of where Ruth came from. Remember that she was a Moabitess. She wasn't even one of the chosen people. And her name is a rarity too because we don't have many women's names mentioned in the genealogy of Christ or even in Scripture altogether. But we find her name in the genealogy of Christ. She played great importance, she and Boaz both, in God's plan. Now what can we learn from this lesson? Uh, we, we've been trying to take these lessons that we, we study on marriages and try to apply them to our own or to our lives. 
So what can we learn from the story of Boaz and Ruth? First of all, we need to prepare our children to be godly spouses. Ruth and Boaz learned how to be loving, kind, patient, etc. before they were ever married. And parents who fail to prepare their children for marriage by word and example are only setting them up for failure in the future. As parents or grandparents, as the case may be, pray for your children. Pray for their spouse or their future spouse. That they are godly, but that they are taught to be so. Pray for your children, for your grandchildren. While we do not know much about their marriage, we do know that they were faithful to one another. Their marriage produced a child, Obed, who learned love from Boaz and Ruth who went on to father a child of his own. At least one as, as we read in Scripture. Obed was also blessed with the example of a godly grandmother whom Boaz and Ruth allowed to have a major role in raising him. We see that Naomi was praised among women for the blessings God had provided her and her family. Ruth chapter 4 verses 14 and 15. Then the women said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without a close relative. And may his name be famous in Israel. And may he be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age for your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is better to you than seven sons has borne him. Ruth is also praised as being better to Naomi than seven sons. So we see that this family is richly blessed by the Lord. So we learn a great deal from Ruth, from those that were close to her, such as Naomi and her husband Boaz. We learn a great deal about love. Love is very important in a marriage and, and we should see it as so. We should strive each day to love our spouses. We should strive each day to make our marriages more of what God wants them to be. And certainly we have a great example in the marriage of Boaz and Ruth. Beautiful beautiful story of love. I don't know what your relationship with God is. And we see an example as we looked in the beginning of our lesson at the preparation that Ruth and Boaz had for, for the marriage that they had. We see that they both loved God from the beginning and that's very important. And we need to have that kind of love and devotion toward God. You know, Boaz was able to speak very freely about his love for the Lord. 
and we should be able to do the same. We see that it was something that had to be learned by Ruth probably later in life because of the people that she came from. They had their own gods. They had their own uh, ones that they served. But she came in the time that she knew Naomi and, and that family. She came to know God. The God who created the world. The true God of the Bible. And she came to love Him. And sometimes that's something difficult for some. To come to a knowledge of God. Study about Him. Understand who He is. Understand His love for you. Understand the love that He had in giving His Son to die on the cross for your sins. Obey God's Word by becoming a Christian. By faith, repent of your sins. Turn away from them. Confess your faith in Christ and be baptized for the remission of your sins. It's the only way to be in Christ. And continue to live faithfully throughout your life. That's the way to know God and show our love for Him for all the things that He has done for us. If you've not become a Christian or if you're not a faithful Christian, if you need to come back rededicating your life to Christ, maybe you need to ask for prayer for forgiveness for something that you've done, but if there is some way that we, the congregation here at Mars Hill, can help you, Let's be of service to you. Pray that you would come. Together we stand and as we sing.